What do you think the earth looks like if it's not a flat earth? You're not asking the right questions. I am. I'm asking the question You're I want. You're not asking the right questions. Is um, there is there even an earth at all? No. Well, there we go. I like that. I like the daytime look there. Are you a fan? I am. I like that. The ba- I need to get some backlighting. I think it really adds to the to the look. I am a fan of being backlit, my friend. Yeah. Last one you weren't. No, probably not. Last one you were you were hidden in the corner. I was in the darkness. <laughs> in the darkness this is what we need to talk about. Yeah, we are going to be talking about a little bit of darkness. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to keep it a little light. I should hope so. You have an audience and people to maintain. Right. That's right. I got to play nice. That's right. I got to play nice. Now, you... I'm going to bring my best radio voice to match yours, my friend. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> we will out-deep each other if we absolutely have in a world. Yeah, we'll eventually be speaking in a tone that nobody can hear. It'll just be us. Uh... Right. Uh, how's your day going? Great? Bro, every day is fucking good. Okay. Um, let's just get right into it, eh? Sounds good to me. Right? Okay. This is Adam from the Mental Mastery Alliance. Uh, he is badass. He has a podcast. It's global. It's pandemic-ish. Oh. Hey, see what I did there? Okay. I don't know. Is that offside? I don't Anywho, know. Uh, it's really amazing. He's a deep thinker, a free thinker. Nothing is basically out of bounds uh, when it comes to Adam. And he's been on my show before. I'm very happy to have him back. He has a massive Instagram audience of 40,000. And... We're going to talk about monkeypox, digital ID, Fauci, actually. Something just popped up about Fauci recently that I want to address that we were talking about yesterday. And we'll, we'll also even go over some of my previous shows because that also happened in this mega conversation that we had yesterday that we could have easily turned into a podcast, which is usually the case. <laughs> yeah, always. Whenever you turn off the mic, it's like, okay, well, that was great. And then you end up talking for like another hour and you're like, fuck, this could have been right in the show right there. It would have been amazing. So thanks for being here and taking time out of your busy schedule. And what have you been tackling right now on your show? I'm just curious. What have you been talking about? Um, well, my today's show just went live. And okay. um, so I laughed as that, as that one goes up. Because when I get struck with uh, the desire to record, I'll knock out three or four episodes in a day and space mm-hmm. them out weekly. Okay. Um, and, and I laugh because what, what, what went up today was, um, it was all about sort of how you vibrate, what your frequency is and how you attract what you're looking for. Oh, great. Um, and I really liked this episode. It was, it was one of those ones where I just, I wanted to rip and, and, you know, everyone has this preconceived notion that you're supposed to be like a woo woo juju person or like a high spiritual person is somebody who's like, is like just always happy and fun loving and flowy and all that. Um, but the truth is everybody has all of these emotions and all of these reactions and, you know, to be able to balance that and to be able to understand sort of a higher calling, a higher sense an understanding that, you know, it's not best to make fun of yourself or, or, or rip on yourself as, you know, maybe we would rip on somebody else um, for their opinions, their beliefs, this, this idea of division. And we talked about this yesterday too, right? The idea of division and how it really all comes down to, once you can separate yourself, once you can divide yourself from the idea of division, mm-hmm. you create unity, which is mind-numbing because so much of this world afterwards comes into focus. Right. Now, 
this is the thing with you is that you speak my language for a little bit. I'm like, yeah, that all makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you said that as a preface, because we're going to be talking about things that generally we disagree with. And I guess I would say the way that you think nothing's out of bounds, because I would say not all of it could be proven. You would say, yes, absolutely. They're all proven. And I'm just not awake or I haven't done the research to understand a lot of the things that you're talking about. And that is fair. And that is fair. Alternatively, I'd say nothing's proven. Everything just is. Everything just is. Okay. And, My and brain is already melting. Let's uh <laughs> let's just move into <laughs> I, can't, I can't handle this shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh monkeypox. That's the big thing right now. Everyone's talking about monkeypox. I would say on social media, etc. A lot of people are laughing uh at monkeypox. It's like, well, what's next? We kind of like lived our whole lives. Things were, I mean, on the surface looked normal. And in the past two years, we've seen so much nonsense, so much chaos, and it just does not seem to be stopping. We heard about flu Rona, you know, on top of coronavirus, and now we're doing this whole monkeypox thing. Now, from what I know, there was monkeypox, I believe, in the 50s, so it's not something that's new. Uh, I believe, I am totally spitballing here, that it's something similar to kind of like smallpox, or it could be treated with the same vaccine. Where did this come from? Now, as far as you're concerned, what do you know about monkeypox? Without freaking out your audience. Um, (laughs) I'm just surface. Just give me some surface stuff first and we'll go deeper. I promise. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's a lot that you sort of mentioned there and, and what I, I'm I'm really happy to see that the internet is um, laughing at monkeypox. Right. Uh, Why I'm happy to see that is, you know, as we progress through what we're doing here, people are, are waking up on their own levels more and more. You mentioned to me, you know, you start talking my language and then you lose me. There's a book by Eckhart Tolle called um, A New Earth. It was mm-hmm. the second book to his, uh, I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his first one, uh, but it was his second book. Power of Now, I believe. Power of Now, which was a, a phenomenal book to anyone mm-hmm. who's starting to wake up and starting to see things. The book is phenomenal. Um, and if you'd like to listen to things before you fall asleep, his voice will put you there. Mm-hmm. Um, the, a new earth to me was far beyond what I could comprehend. Mm-hmm. So when I put in a new earth, um, uh, and there was another one too, I'll get into that one as well. Waking up in 5d by Maureen St. Germain. Mm-hmm. Um, these books were great. Like the first two chapters, I'm, I'm with you. Right. And then afterwards you're like, oh, what is this? What you're out of your mind. Right. So people will tend to throw it out the window. Um, just like I have this guy on my uh, Facebook who is a um, concave earther. So he's not a flat earther. He's not a, um, can I say that on YouTube? <laughs> flat earther. You, you can. So, yeah. Okay. Just don't put it in the title. But so, this is going towards monkey pox. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> so, so when, when you, when you watch this and you, and, and, or sorry, when I talk about this guy, at first when I started looking at his stuff, I'm like, this guy's crazy. Mm-hmm. But that was my own ignorance, right? It was my own ignorance that said, he's crazy. I'm right. And that applies to anyone who believes in virtually anything. Um, and it's really neat to say, okay, well, I'm not going to look, I'm going to, I'm going to think in my own head and quietly that this guy's crazy, mm-hmm. but I'm going to keep watching his stuff. I'm going to keep checking this out because this guy's coming from somewhere. Right now to understand that, like to, to see it <laughs> and, to, and to get it and to, to sort of go in there. Like you're like, okay, this is, this is a mindset where you have to allow yourself to believe something. Right. 
Back to monkeypox in the world. Oh, okay, finally monkeypox. You got it. You know, you know what it's like talking to me. Don't, don't act surprised when I go on my tangents. Come on, monkeypox. So, Give me monkeypox. So we get into monkeypox, and we've got just this is again to your to what you had started stated. The monkeypox. Um, the people are laughing at it, and this is because at first we were terrified of uh, COVID. We were terrified of of the the narrative. Um, a lot of us were. A lot of us weren't. Because a lot of us had seen things before, um, and and it's that tie-in that 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 gets you. The more people that are making fun of it, the more you understand that the globally the global consciousness is stepping up, right. as opposed to everyone being. Imagine week one of COVID versus and what's his name? It just touched all the microphones and the basketball, and they're shutting everything down. Everyone's wow, the world's changing. Right, right. Then they pushed and pushed and pushed, okay. and. Now, monkeypox has come out, and the, is, the monkeypox isn't a, a new beginning. Monkeypox is a continuation of the bullshit. Okay, so, and why? That's it. Why? Like, because we have like so many different things going on. This monkeypox thing just sounds outrageous. It's almost like it's a reach. If this was a script, you'd be saying this is a bad movie. Well, so <laughs> why? Yes, it is a bad movie. Okay, so why are we, why are we still doing this? Um, there's a lot of people that are still benefiting from the chaos and so many people want to say that this is a negative thing uh the truth is the world that we live in is is moderately collapsing the the, the vision and the illusion that we've all partaken in is coming to an end mm-hmm. and that's really cool uh because it wasn't serving anybody you know this 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 the system that we were in there were too many too many divides there was too many class systems to say anything why is monkeypox a thing why does it look like a bad movie right now it's it it only does to you you had said, you know, I, I follow you and then I've lost you. For you to follow me, there are people out there that don't know what you're talking about, right? Half the time. Because if you can follow me and if you can talk on some of the things that I talk on, which you can, there are other people out there that are like, you're, you're talking gibberish. Right. And so this is where you realize that you're, you know, you're elevating your game as you progress through here. And you're <laughs> now speaking to your own frequency. Back to monkeypox as a whole. <laughs> Like you had said, back to monkeypox as a whole, we didn't bat an eye at chickenpox. Our parents threw chickenpox parties to get the kids infected right. with chickenpox, right? And this was this was just what was done. This was just what our parents did. This was just the influence of the time and everyone doing what they thought that they had to do based on the information that that was that they had, which mm-hmm. was the information that was given to them. Mm-hmm. Monkeypox is a continuation of the COVID narrative is a continuation of all of the other virus narratives that have come through here mm-hmm. and it's pushing into the next one. So while people are focused on this, they're not looking at what's coming next, which is another thing that you wanted to talk about the WEF. Right now, why? Like I'm just so blown away by this is that we're doing this monkeypox thing. They're trying to make it seem like it's dangerous or it, it might get really bad. Um, one out of 10 people apparently in Africa die of monkeypox. I don't know how long that's been going on, but I mean, that's also an HIV ravaged country, you know, AIDS and HIV, malaria, uh, things that are much more serious. And it's kind of like really, uh, really similar contrast, like what's going on here. I should say parallel actually, is that there's a lot of people that are still very concerned about COVID uh, yet, you know, we, we have an obese society, you know, as a whole, uh, people don't take care of, of their health, generally speaking, uh, people smoke more, people drink more, people eat worse food, people are generally less active than they've ever been. Uh, and yet people are worried about 
you know, dying from something that has like a fraction of the, the percentage chance of killing them. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned the WEF, and this is, well, actually, you know what? I want to get to the, yeah, World Economic Foundation. What you touched about, yeah, we will. Uh, what, you and, tu- what you touched about was um, uh, it's, it's a specific design. There are people out there that have spent their entire lives beating themselves up. In other words, eating shitty food, smoking cigarettes, all this sort of stuff. And now they're faced with something that's out of their control, or so it would appear. And being out of their control, you know, there are people out there that are like, I've smoked my whole life type of thing, and I can't quit. It's too hard, right? So they feel that they have no control. And there's a, there's a quiet amount of shame inside somebody like that, an obese person, a smoker. They know that they've done wrong. Um, and that they shouldn't, you know, they internally feel, and I speak as somebody who was that, mm-hmm. um, and, and they know that, you know, it's, it's an internal, you know, fault and it's impossible for them to change it, but what they can control is wearing a face mask, right? right? So it's there, it's a small attempt to take a power back after having given away so many, uh, and it's subtle and it's under their own personal radar. It's, it's a neat psychological event yes but that's what the, that's what the masks are the masks are are uh i mean 50 50 the masks for anyone who's obese and smoking cigarettes right but then there's the right. masks for people that really want to virtue signal there's, there are people out there that wear masks right that now only wear masks so that they can yell at you sure now i want to i want to shift away from masks i want to i want to stay focused on kind of like where we're going which is and i and i liked where it was because uh mentioned the wef the who uh davos etc and this uh, agreement that is being signed upon by the nations in regards to giving the WHO sweeping power uh, over world governments, democracies, etc., cetera, uh, if they were to declare that there was another pandemic. Now, this is the bizarre shit, is that they will be the ones that will declare what a pandemic is. They don't have to give any general reason to anybody as to why it's a pandemic. Uh, it's just kind of their rules, uh, and then I guess like where we had this chaos in between countries, provinces, states, countries as to how they went about dealing with COVID. I'm guessing what would happen in this particular case, if the who was to say there's a pandemic, then there is a global rule as to how that would be approached in regards to a health crisis. Canada, I believe it, they're signing on. The United States has signed on. Some major world powers have signed on. It doesn't mean that we have to take part in it when it does actually come into fruition, I believe, in 2024. But that's some scary shit. Well, the WEF is evil. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Yes. And Pierre, uh, not to get political, but Pierre Polivari um, has stated in a lot of his material that he is removing Canada from the WEF. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and now whether you want to look at that in any way, shape or form, or whether you want to see it in any way other than, you know, how it's delivered, he's not a conspiracy theorist. He's not a tinfoil hat wearer. Um, he is, he is an individual who's representing himself and and presenting himself as somebody who knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm. So if the WF is trying to help everybody, why is this one man who's desperately running for prime minister trying to say that we're removing ourselves from it? Right. So what they're trying to do and, and the questions that you just asked with regards to the WEF are the ones that are going to start raising questions. How come this person can say we're in a total pandemic and now you do what we say and we set when the pandemic starts and when we set when the pandemic ends and we set the rules that take place during the pandemic. That sounds a lot to me like your freedoms being ripped out from under you without right. any question. Uh-huh. Um, but if you start talking like that, then people are going to start t- changing the channel because I mean, even your closest, I've got some close friends 
who love me to pieces and you watch them intrinsically just shut down when you start talking this stuff. Uh, and this is one of those things where, I mean, regardless of anything, regardless of tinfoil hat, regardless of conspiracy, regardless of anything, any label anybody wants to put on this, if you're not allowed to ask questions about what's going on, what does that say about what's going on, right? And if you subconsciously or unconsciously are one of those people who shuts other people down, and I would assume that if you know your your audience is pretty open to a lot of stuff, your topics are great, um, but the people that they talk to are, you know, it's hard to communicate with somebody or the desire to communicate with somebody who refuses, not only refuses, but like gets agitated, right? Subconsciously agitated when you mention the idea of questioning something that somebody else is doing. I would say just not talk to that person about that. Well, Dr. Julie Panessi said that. I mean, there's some constructive conversations that you can have with people mm-hmm. and you can kind of tell with the baby steps that you're taking, whether or not you can continue on and maybe turn that into a walk. Uh, but also to sometimes just avoid the confrontation and speak to people that speak your language. I yes. mean, you do a podcast, right? And people that want to listen to you will, and the people that don't won't. I don't. I can't imagine you spending a lot of time trying to jam your beliefs down somebody else's throat. So why bother? Yeah, no, it's it's not even about that. It's it, you know, and you're 100 percent right. The people that don't want to hear what I have to say will are are vocal. And that makes, that makes me laugh too. Like, are you listening to what I'm saying just so you yeah. can shit on it? You know, yeah, what yeah. Kind of, like, what does that mean? What does that say about you? Why are you doing that? What, you know, what, what part of you deems that this is what has to be done? Uh, I like it because every single time I get shit on, like I was saying before, every single time that that happens, it gives me an opportunity to look at what I posted, why I posted it. If I catch it, I mean, there's a million things that people have said that I don't even see. Right. So if I'm seeing it, then I'm seeing it for a reason. And maybe I could change my tonality. Maybe I, maybe I spoke at a turn. Maybe I was too accusatory in how I said what I said, mm-hmm. right? So if somebody gets triggered, and there's a lot of people too that just comment. Like if you look through some of the comments on my Instagram, there's, there's people just, just telling it as it is, like how they see it. And the thing is, if you disagree with my post or whatever, you're not wrong. You know, we have a difference of opinion. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that you follow me and that you write on this stuff and that you engage. Um, and that, again, like you said, don't talk to certain people, that sort of thing. Like, don't waste your time on certain things. And that used to be a negative as well. Oh, how can right. you not waste your time? You're Now you're just spinning in an echo chamber. But the truth is you're an individual, an entity going through a journey on a vibrational frequency. And you're heading up and up and up. And you're raising your vibration. And you're trying to find uh, what makes you happy. And on that journey, you're going to gain some friends. And you're going to lose some friends. You're going to have some conversations. And you're going to have some arguments. And yeah. this is the thing. Like, the whole purpose of all of it is to is to be able to question it, to be able to, to see where you fit into it and where you like it, right? and then embrace what you can from it. Now, now let's rewind just a little bit and get back to something that we just kind of glazed over, sure. <laughs> which is global sweeping powers over the health system and democracy. Well, yeah. That would... is cr- that's crazy. Like, right. how is that not alarming to everybody? I heard that in like monkey... Pox, I knew that was real, but it seemed comical. When I heard about this, I'm like, are, are you f- fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> this, is, this is happening, and competent people, so we believe, are, are signing off on this, and people know about it, and like, this isn't just paying the $100 on your sticker for your car, and you go, well, I gotta pay. Uh, this is, I, 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 it's a Again, a bad movie. Like I've seen this played out in Hollywood a bazillion times, and it's it's becoming reality. And I, I mean, we even kind of went over it a little bit. Is it, mm. oh God, 
I, I'm speechless about it. Have you? Are you versed at all on Agenda 2030? Yes, I am. So that's what this is. Right. Right. Without talking about it, ladies and gentlemen, while you're listening to this, feel free to Google it, look it up, see what you can, dig into it. But this is what that is. Um, you know, uh, you will own nothing and you'll be, you'll be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, the, another thing, to, too, that people aren't taking into account is uh, the middle class is something that absolutely has to go, according to these guys. The middle class only existed after one of the wars, uh, World War II, I believe. Like, the middle class has only been around since the 30s. 30s, 40s, World War One, whatever. Um, and this was, you know, this was people that were, there were the elites that had everything and then there were the peasants. There really was no middle class. And then the war changed all that. It gave people prowess and, and, and an opportunity to sort of start scaling up. Uh, and then, you know, the invention of the stock market, which was designed to, you know, move things around and create another, another thing for us to focus on. Mm-hmm. It created people that were free, free from the daily grind, free from ownership, free from the nine to five, free from all this sort of stuff. And when you're free, you're no longer in fear. So when it's not really even about money and it's more about, you know, keeping people sort of in check and in line uh, and, and, and every single thing, like the idea being like, you know, if you've got stuff, maybe you'll be afraid to lose it. And a lot of people are, a lot of people have this, this notion that, you know, the things that they have, they're afraid to lose. So that then becomes their prison. That then becomes the, the, the gate that's keeping them in place, keeping them in check, keeping them in line. Why we need to be kept in line. I don't know. You know, and I think, too, that, you know, as they push this agenda more and more and more, you're going to see things like um, the stock markets are going to go crazy. The inflation is going to go nuts. Another one that yeah. you didn't talk about was inflation. And they're saying that inflation is, is a derivative of blah, 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 the spending, the blah, blah, blah. Right. But if you think about money as a finite number, there's say there's X amount of dollars. And then everything stays the same. The minute they start printing more, the government starts printing more. That's mm-hmm. when inflation takes mm-hmm. takes place. And if there's X amount of dollars everywhere, then there's people hoarding the money. So if people have shifted the money into other people's accounts and then they create inflation and then they devalue the things because inflation itself is theft. How do you take away everybody's everything? You inflate it. I think that's how this is going to move forward using money, obviously, as a crux, right? To where, Mm -hmm. let's say, I'll give you an example. We're just in the beginning of what I believe is going to be like a global financial ruin. And it hasn't even gotten anywhere close to bad enough to make enough people uncomfortable to where, oh, well, there's still people buying $6 lattes at Starbucks, right? So isn't that where what, you get your uh, coffee? That's from? where we're at. I, I make my own coffee at home. <laughs> and to where, let's say you are not able to make the payment on your house anymore to where there will likely be a debt relief program to where they will now take over your house and they will let you pay whatever amount that you could handle. So for instance, you have a $2,500 mortgage. You can't afford that anymore. They're like, listen, what can you afford? And you'll say, I don't know, probably like five to $700. I say, okay, let's, let's do 750, something like that. You get to keep your house, but the bank owns it now. Like actually owns it, owns it more than they own it right now. And I could see someone that would otherwise lose their house be really happy with the fact that they're paying one third of what they were paying before, get to hold on to their home and stability. And that's the sacrifice that they're willing to make in desperation to hold on to their home. Mm-hmm. And I could see that happening with a number of different things. So you will own nothing, but you'll be happy. And they'll also say things like, and to offset your cost, we're going to move this family into your house as well. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Now well, that's. Go ahead, that, would how, that would be how they would control an additional family. So you use multiple families. And you're seeing this already take place right now where they're, regi- or they're legislating 
um, single family dwellings throughout all neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. You're seeing it in, in your own, you know, written work in your own uh, back legislature that's saying these are now dual family dwellings. And like, why would this be a dual family dwelling if I've only got one kitchen and two bathrooms? But they are, they're, they're zoned for it. Mm-hmm. So it won't even be illegal when they start moving the people in. Wow. That's really interesting. I've not heard that one. No, no, there's, there's all kinds of weird things that are going to come down the pipe, you know, and um, it, it's one of those things where like, you know, whatever it is that you choose to focus on, uh, that's the way it is. Like for me, the things that I have, the things that I own, um, I'll lose probably all of it and not even care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that sounds weird to say, but there's a piece of land that I own that will never be taken from me. Like we'll be defended, <laughs> defended. Right. So that's, you know, that's one of those things where, where, you know, that you can only take so much, you can only push so much, right? Defended. All it right. will be, it will be defended. <laughs> we know, let's, let's we know just, what Adam means, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is what I'm talking about. Like I right. have that sanctuary and that's up there. And mm-hmm. that is, that's one of those things that, that I, 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 in my own mind gives me peace. Okay. Much like you work your ass off your whole life and you have nothing, you know, and then all of a sudden, not all of a sudden, but you work your ass off your whole life and you've got millions of dollars in the bank, right? That gives you peace. That says mm-hmm. I can take my foot off the gas and I can maybe focus on something else. So the entire time that you've been trying to earn that money, you've been a slave to that money. And the people that invented the money, you've been a slave to them. And you've not been able to focus on who you are, what your true purpose is. Your mm-hmm. purpose has been to gather this money. But it gives you that safety net. And then from there, you can, you can, you can extrapolate upon yourself to, to get out there and to create. What's happening now is, I mean, you and I are still young, extremely young and fantastically attractive. So, <laughs> Indeed. You know, we, we, have, we, have a lot, we have a lot that we can still, like if you and I lost, again, if we lost everything today and had to right. start again tomorrow, we could do it, mm-hmm. right? But there are people, uh, our parents, you know, parents, you know, whatever, anyone's the, the older generation, the boomer generation, that did a lot, that amassed a lot, and that are currently losing a lot, and they're 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 now back in panic mode because everything they thought was what they were doing, the right thing that they were doing, is slowly being taken away from them, inch by inch, piece by piece. So there's a whole group of people who are kind of in a panic. And again, when you realize that the money shifts, the money has to go somewhere for somebody to inflate the money, right? And everybody's got an answer, quick answer. This is why that is. Well, if you actually stop and think about it, you're like, that's not why that is. You know, there are certain things that took place to make this and to create this. And, and, and this, is, this is then why that is, right. you know, I mean, Canada alone, Ottawa, your, your, your beautiful hometown, my hometown, uh, although I'm not there now, you know, saw firsthand the news versus looking out the window when the truckers were in town. Right. right? That was and, incredible. And, and when you, when you look, when you look at the news, the truckers look like terrible people. When you look out the, out the window, everybody had free food. Barbecues were set up bounty castles for the kids. Yeah. It was, it they was a they were feeding the homeless. Yes. And yes. And they were basically, they created their own community, which was almost separate of government. Yes. Right. And our fearless leader declared war on Canada. Right. And that didn't go over very well. Real fast, that didn't go over very well. Right. And the distraction from that or, or the next parlay was the war in Ukraine. Right. Now, I don't want to go too deep into that because I want to reel it into we're just talking about Ottawa right now. Yeah. And I, I think that's great because I want to just talk about like a major policy that obviously uh, that is going through that the World Economic Forum has been incredibly transparent about. Uh, and I know that Canada will be taking part, Ottawa obviously having a big yes. part of making that decision. Uh, the digital ID, 
-hmm. Now, digital IDs, if you were to talk to me five years ago, uh, maybe because I was an idiot and just not enlightened enough, I I talked about this on a Facebook Live yesterday. I I was just in Toronto, and I pulled out my driver's license for the first time in maybe two years, and I lost it. So I, I don't know where this thing is, and I lose my health card the same way. It's just, it's a bunch of paper. It's nonsensical. I can't stand it. To have it all in one place is like, it sounds like a great idea to me. Now that we've gone through, well, I don't, we, we're, I don't know where we're at in the pandemic, to be quite honest. But now, two years later, after the pandemic had started, I'm like, the, the thought of a digital ID is, horrifying to me it's absolutely horrifying so we're we're talking about fear which is um something that's keeping us in place you just touched on money also keeping us in place uh and now they want to have control over our health system uh which will keep us in place and now like the the cherry on top is that like they don't already know enough about us with metadata with our credit cards with our cell phone use all that kind of stuff they want to implement this digital ID. How bad in your estimation is this digital ID? Or is this just something that actually isn't as bad as it seems? Or something that was going to come down the pipeline regardless? When I was, when I was a young man, (laughs) uh, no, back at the beginning of the, uh, back at the beginning of the, uh, the uh, pandemic, I laughed because I, I created a meme that's, that was COVID down the side. And it said certification, certificate of vaccination identification that's what covid stood for mm-hmm. um and i got uh man you should have seen the hate that i got on that that mm-hmm. post like it blew up uh and then and then i got like mad hate and then so i replied to it uh, i don't know two three years later and i'm like well this aged well mm-hmm. and uh it, it it re-triggered all the all the haters that had commented on it before because they right. saw me comment back on it and i laughed at that because i'm like you know there's a part of me two years ago that would have been like, this is terrible. Like we're all doomed. Like, this is ridiculous. And, and it's not good. It's not good. Um, but what it really does is it brings to the forefront, the idea that we're already in a prison state. We do live in a prison state. And, and the idea that certain things existed so that we can compare ourselves to those certain things uh, would, would dictate, you know, that they're, they're uh, it's not what it is. Prime example. In prison, there's solitary confinement. So you can go into jail and lose all of this wonderful freedom. And then in jail, they can put you in a cell that there's nobody in there. So you can go into jail, jail, right? And like the next thing would probably be what? An injection where you're stuck in your own head. So who knows, right? But now we go max, we go, we go the other way. And if you don't think that you're in jail right now, try, try driving across the border without any of your ID. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not allowed, right? Mm-hmm. Why am I not allowed to do this? Why do I have to be tracked? Why do you have to know where I am at all times? So there's these illusions that are going on. Now, with regards to the digital ID, this is a medical one. This is another one that is control. And we get into such more nefarious things. Like, why are you injecting certain things with me? Like, why did monkeypox come around again after AstraZeneca announced emphatically or released that uh, monkey DNA was in their vaccine? Like, why is that a thing? I don't know if that's, you know, I don't, again, that's just something that I heard. I have no proof of it. I, there's just an article floating around and you know, do your own research, ladies and gentlemen. But why is that a thing? 
And when you really think about this, if you really think about it on a huge scale of like, uh, I don't know, like good versus evil, uh, right and wrong. Why am I so important? Why am I so horribly important that you have to track me everywhere I go? Because you're right. This thing inside our pockets, everyone's fighting about Bill Gates microchipping us. And everyone's, it's weirdly, everyone's against Bill Gates microchipping us and totally for Elon Musk microchipping us. I don't get right. it. But you're carrying a cell phone. So regardless, you're chipping yourself. And you've got a passport. Your passport is, is, is computerized. People don't know that. Well, a lot of people don't know that. That there, there's, there's a, a thin sheet inside your passport that's all computer chips. And it's, it's GFIing you and, and figuring you out and, and locating you and all that sort of stuff at all times. So your passport, you know, my passport stays in a lead box, oddly enough. So, you know, are we at risk? Not any more than we've always been at risk. Are we aware of it? Yes. So what do we do with the fact that we're aware of it? You know, now that we've become aware of things, it, it, it sucks. It sucks mm-hmm. more and more and more because we're more and more aware. But why are they making us more and more aware? There's, there's intentions to it. That's a right? great point. That's a really great point. Because I oh, go ahead. Finish. I was going to say, and, and like, just to sort of wrap that up, people are arguing and fighting over the microchips of Elon Musk, arguing and fighting over the microchips of Bill Gates, arguing and fighting over the, the digital ID. And there was a time in my life where I would have been adamantly against the digital ID. Now I don't, mm-hmm. I really, I don't give a shit. Right. And this is again, where I get in trouble with the quote unquote conspiracy community, because I'm never one to care about the conspiracy, yeah. but why the conspiracy exists is what, is what really has me uh, interested. Right now. I want to red pill with you a little bit, which is right. dangerous, <laughs> but anyways, yeah. Like what they I'll, want I'll keep people to know. <laughs> and I also heard something about monkeypox. I meant to touch on this earlier on, and someone had mentioned uh, like a tie-in with the gay community and monkeypox. And I'm like, oh, well, that's nonsense. And there are a ton of mainstream articles saying that they are, you know, responsible partly in like, well, put it this way. They are saying that they are in some way, shape, or form responsible for the spreading of. I don't know if that's more than the average individual, but they're definitely throwing some of that on the gay community. And when I think of monkeypox, and then I think about, you know, HIV AIDS back in the 80s and stuff like that, it was all about like some human had sex with a monkey or whatever. That was like one of those things that was going around. And and the gay community was heavily blamed for that. So I just, I, for you know, uh, so it's really interesting to kind of see like a little bit of that kind of like making its way here like and the same playbook with covid uh that was done with hiv back in the day and the same players uh in regards to fauci being at the helm of both of those i thought that was really curious that's not it that's not the red pill that's not the red pilling because i could certainly go into detail on that yeah i let me talk about that quickly (laughs) right and i'm I'm not gonna go nuts i'm not gonna go nuts i'm okay and quote ricky gervais and before you before you do that i want to i'll just i'll go ahead and i'll just say it because we were talking about speculation and and some of the stuff that you're about to say right now i know for sure that i'm gonna say okay well some of that is speculation you're gonna say this is stuff that you've read on and it's factual whatever i'm not gonna say any of that you can i'm not i'm not really okay i'm just gonna quote ricky gervais just to just to just to make people ask their own questions all right. And, and with regards to AIDS, uh, you already know, because you know speculation. You know what I'm going to say, if I were to say what I was going to say about, about AIDS. Now, to anyone that's listening to this that's never thought about it, right? AIDS attacked the quote-unquote gay community. Uh, it also attacked drug users, and it attacked 
uh, a lot of African Americans, or or whatever. I mean, the politically correct term is. Mm-hmm. But the interesting thing about all of that is, if we just focus on the gays and the narrative, and and how it is, how it was delivered, and how we remember it being delivered, mm-hmm. it was only gay men. Right. Where's that quote? <laughs> so said it's just a quote. So, so Ricky Gervais, <laughs> real, Ricky Gervais, if you guys haven't seen his new special, he goes off on, on right. some really funny stuff, but he says he's talking about God inventing AIDS to kill people that he's sick of watching. Right. <laughs> so they said, so they, now he's doing a conversation with AIDS that he's just invented. So he goes, so what are we? He goes, you're AIDS. What are we doing? Well, I'm going to put you in the bum holes of these people. <laughs> right and then he goes and then you watch the special because i'm not going to do it any justice okay and then the end of it he says well what about the gay women he goes no no they're fine i like them right so right. when you when, when now taking on that that comedy it's a good piece it's a good bit but when you start actually looking into it you're like wait a minute if it's inside a community and these communities are swapping this and swapping that and everybody's as rambunctious as they say they are how come it was only affecting certain people Right. right. And now, again, we live in fear because remember, too, when AIDS came out, certain things took place and the entire world was afraid to have sex. Right. Or sit is, on a toilet seat, which is <laughs> a, a whole bunch of different things, which is a procreation thing. Right. And these guys, at the end of the day, have always been interested in the number of humans on the planet. OK, good. Now, I'm going to leave that there. I'm going to leave that there. We're good. That's a good HIV AIDS conversation. And we're going to, we're going to move forward from that. Uh, so let's, let's talk about something that you had kind of mentioned previously uh, in the conversation, which is uh, there are conspiracy theories and Roderick Martin, uh, who was my season premiere of the podcast talking about UFOs. Uh, we were talking about the conspiracy of Roswell. And everyone knows that, well, for the most part, uh, it is common knowledge that there's a craft that crashed in Roswell. Apparently, there were two crashes in Roswell. Were you aware of that? Uh, I've heard the stories, yeah. Okay. So now we were told it was a weather balloon. Um, Nobody believes that. We know about the Men in Black. They made a movie about it. You know, there's close encounters of the third kind. All these different things. Uh, that's the conspiracy that we're allowed to believe, mm-hmm. right? That's the one that we know of. And is that just step one of like a hidden door between, okay, that was the distraction. What is the real conspiracy that we just don't know? So we are going to touch on a couple of things right now uh, that I have talked about with previous guests on my show. And I kind of want to get your take on it. Uh, and I, I'll, I'll talk about one that we briefly discussed yesterday. And I was like, <laughs> I was very apprehensive to even bring it forward because it's like, I don't know, this sounds really, really nuts. And you're like, yeah, it's, uh, I, think, I think that's how it happened. Uh, and it would be 9-11. So I red-pilled with uh, Jim Gale on my, on my last podcast from Food Force Abundance. And we were talking about planes hitting buildings, right? And a lot of people think planes hit buildings, the buildings crumbled, but we don't know how all this kind of really came to be. There's a, there's a a crumbling narrative. I heard uh, from uh, 
a friend of mine who has done security for some pretty high level people that the reason why we went to Iraq was to get uh, alien technology and what brought what brought down the buildings was an energy weapon that shot right down through the middle of the building like you had referenced uh in Independence Day and just blew everything to smithereens you're like yeah that that happened that's <laughs> you 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 are in agreement with that I'm not in agreement with it as as it's been envisioned um, in the uh, the movie where they blew up the White House. Right. Uh, I am in agreement with there was no planes. And this is what, again, I'm not right about any of this. Uh, I just know what I've seen. And, uh, you know, anyone that's listening to this, if they've never heard of energy weapons, look up DEWs, direct energy weapons. Uh, there's, there's planes flying around with giant lasers on the front of them. Right, so these are these are uh, laser focused DEWs. There are satellites um, or or anything in higher Earth orbit uh, that are connected to these things. So the idea that they can laser pin um, and destroy a building, yeah. Uh, as you were saying that, sort of my brain kind of extrapolated on something because we, uh, I've seen so much footage of the planes hitting the towers and how it just it just simply looks fake. And, and, and the first thing that people are going to say, the cognitive dissonance is going to kick in and they're going to say, so many happy and healthy people lost their lives that day. How dare you say these things? And I'm not saying that's fake. I'm saying people, people got lost in the shuffle. People went down, um, but not to the degree or the number that they've said. And also why was the world trade center empty, virtually empty the day that it, it, it went down? Uh, so many questions there, but I mean, this isn't a nine 11 episode. If you wanted to do one, I've got the guy for you, but um, with regards to the, the, to the weapons, I mean, I dug in and some of the research that I've dug in was the world trade center was built. And when it was built, it was built to be destroyed. And that was a neat thing and a neat rabbit hole to go down. Uh, it doesn't really hold too much weight in my ethos and i'm not really going to fight anybody on it because it's right. not that important to me mm -hmm. but it, it makes sense to me at the time because of the way that these buildings free fall uh free fell free fall yeah, free fall which is a very important point because yeah. that's that's physics and yeah. for a building to like free fall would just be you dropping an object yeah and the buildings fell at a rate of free fall which means things had to be blown out from another there was no resistance on the way down yes Okay. Like if the plane had hit the way that described it was hitting, and if they if the jet fuel had burned the, the the wrought iron steel beams, then the way the plane went into the building and the way the burning took place, the top of the building would have just slid off. Right. Like right. that's how that's physics. That's how right. it would have gone down. Right. Um. And well, and that isn't how it happened. Yeah. I, I had said like, listen, one building crumbles in on on its footprint. I'm like, okay. You know, got lucky there. Yeah, oh boy, could have been worse. Two, I'm like, oh, like those those odds. That's that's crazy. But we live in a crazy universe, so maybe three. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm done giving you. There's no way three buildings fell in on their own footprint in one day, literally just hours apart. That that just I I do not believe in that narrative. Now, as far as an energy weapon is concerned. Like, I don't know. I really don't know. And that's not a hill I'm going to die on. Now, I want to move on to another one. And I'm always fascinated by Flat Earth. Right. And I'm going to tell you why I'm so fascinated 
by flat earth, not necessarily because I think the earth is flat. You can see a curvature right here. Okay. <laughs> I got to throw that up right away. Uh, it's that. Your CG, so, are you actually quoting your CGI image? As, yeah, as, I am. Okay. Just checking. All right. Is, I, I listen to people speak on flat earth. Right. And outside of the fact that they just believe the earth is flat, where other people believe the earth is round, you would be able to sit down and have a conversation with Dave about 9-11, have a good conversation. Mm-hmm. You could talk about the World Economic Forum, have a great conversation. You could talk about Roswell, have a great conversation. Like They're open to all these other things. And yet the, the crazy thing about Flat Earth is like that's the one thing that other people aren't as open to right now i'm not going to die on this hill like that's like my 9-11 i'm not going to die on flat earth i have never been to space i have not seen earth with my own two eyes but with yeah there we go. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah <laughs> what's your take on flat earth first of all what is the hill that you would die on what do you believe that nobody else believes that you're emphatic about is there a hill that, oh that man one the you know what? Probably two. That two hills. There, two hills. That there was uh, major voting corruption in in the previous American election. Yeah. Okay. Like that's. <laughs> you can't deny that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can. It's, it's been done. Um, and and the other one would be actually what? It's funny. It's so close together. It, it's this whole COVID narrative. Um. Just, yeah. Like I will man, put it this way for sure mandates, how, how we allowed these, these mandates and the, the vaccine passport. That's something I, I just, I, it's, I'm, I, I don't take it personally. I understand why people behave the way that they did. Um, but like, I, I will fight that till the end of time. It will be defended. Yeah, it will be. But yes, <laughs> thanks for asking that question. I appreciate it, it. it. What blows me away too is I remember talking to you when I was in Ottawa and uh, I was like, come over here. You're like, no, I don't have the thing. I'm like, well, I can make you a thing that allowed you into the restaurant. You're like, no, I'm not doing it. Right. Right. You stood your ground on that. And I like that because the world is crazy. What blew me away about that was how quickly, and this wasn't, it's not even a knock really. It's not even, it's not even, I'm not upset with the world it just showed me that there's a lot of people that I don't have to put effort into. Mm. And that's not a selfish thing. That's a self-preservation thing because I'm no longer spread so thin. Right. Um, but I, I, I can't believe how quickly everybody gave up those freedoms, not to mention how quickly I became the bad guy. Right. I was for having opinions and having thoughts. I was absolutely ostracized in a lot of communities. People didn't want to hear it. My neighbors were out there wiping their groceries as they came to the house. And I was the asshole for making a comment, you know, shit like that. So it was quick. It was interesting how quick the world turned and you're right. And again, back to the whole Ottawa situation when, when, you know, COVID pushed the narratives pushed and the truckers came in and, and, and how the news just villainized all of them. And yet you, you can literally be watching the television. You could look out the window. It's two totally different things. And so So many people didn't even take advantage of doing that. And there's a lot of people in Ottawa that didn't even look out the window, right? which, which reminds me of the movie that I, you and I talked about a while ago, which was Don't Look Up. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. You've seen this movie, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole thing about the movie, for those that haven't seen it, is this, that this asteroid's coming to Earth, and you can see it in the sky, but the television is telling you it's fake. It's, don't look up. Don't look up. It's not real. 
And then all of a sudden, towards the end, people start looking up. They're like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Anyway, if you haven't seen Don't Look Up, ladies and gentlemen, right. it is Hollywood rubbing it in your face, the story that they're doing. I think that we were talking about something before that. So. Yeah. <laughs> you identified it. That's incredible. We're making progress. At least, at least you recognize it. That's a, we, we are growing. To anyone that thought this was going to be a linear podcast. Right. No, we it. were talking about <laughs> flat earth. So right. let's, okay. let's keep it in space. Uh, that yeah. flat earthers are pretty much open to everything. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. but we're not generally open to flat earth and you could have great conversations about all these different things that we've spoken about with them. Where do you stand on flat earth? Any possibility whatsoever? Are uh, there yeah. some things that you agree with? Some things that you don't? So flat earth to me is the ultimate gateway. Uh, what I really like about flat earth was if you, with an open mind, look at flat earth, it completely debunks the globe. So the idea that we are in infinite space floating around in an ever expanding pile of infinity, blah, 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 is absolutely absurd. Right. Right. But science has said it. So we're like, well, I, science. I am science. <laughs> deeper science. Uh, I can't go any deeper than this. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we were going to do that. Um, so, uh, so science is like, hey, man. And one thing too that people don't realize is that science is just a better, um, a better presented religion. It's just another religion. Like none of us have done the science, but somebody else did the science. We're so like, look, there's science. But what about God? Well, nobody did the God, so there's no God, right? Science is just another religion. It's just another thing for people to believe in. Um, and you know, that's not, that's not neither here nor there. That's not good or bad. But when you get back to the flat Earth. You start asking questions. You start asking, there's tons of questions to ask about flat earth if you're interested. But the, I warn anyone, you start looking to flat earth, you're going to have more questions about everything else. And the version of reality that we've been handed our entire lives crumbles. And when that crumbles, you're now open to absolutely everything. It's very liberating. Um, as for everybody always looking for an answer, the thing is the world is looking for answers. So if you don't have an answer, then it's, it's, it's not debunkable type of thing. But when you live in questions, so instead of living in the answer and living in the finite answer, when you switch to living in the question, you're now mesmerized by everything that's going on around you because nothing is as, as it seems. When you think it is as it seems, you're bored. You, 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 you hop from thing to thing to thing. You're like, I'm, I'm trying to fulfill myself with something. So to me, flat earth was, was the opening to absolute abundance the opening to anything that we could ever possibly want and when you really truly look into flat earth there is there is no possible way we live on a globe and if we do live on a globe in space it is it's got to be a, a thousand times bigger but do you think it's flat no okay what is it then okay so for me i looked at flat earth and flat earth has holes big time Okay, I'm not worried about the holes. I just want to know what you think it looks. That's it. Here's the question, Adam. Mm-hmm. What? <laughs> no tangents. What do you think flat Earth looks like? It well, not flat Earth, but what do you think the Earth looks like if it's not a flat Earth? You're not asking the right questions. I am. I'm asking the question You're I want. Asking the right questions. Is um, there is there even an Earth at all? No. Oh, there we go. Okay, fuck. <laughs> Forget no. it. I'm not, even, I'm not even entertaining this anymore. So that's best, another episode. The best I can say uh, quickly is that um, we are, from all of my research, we are living in a hologram. We are a computer-based 
entity. A simulation. Simulation. David Icke says this as well. We're definitely in a simulation. Okay. And Elon Musk said this was also a a high probability. Oh, well, I don't don't know. Like those guys. He's the reason I say it. The reason I say it is, you know, you break it right down. The same molecules that are inside my little tiny hand here are in this microphone that are in this desk. It's all energy. I get it. Right. And you break that apart. It's energy. You break apart the smallest molecule in the world. It's energy. Right. Now you want to talk about globe. Here's our own ignorance. We think uh, in the globe theory, we think that, you know, um, there are aliens that are going to come and invade earth and try to take earth from us. Right. But what people fail to understand is there's infinite greatness and infinite smallness. Right. And in, in, based on the science, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't my theory. It's just science. You can science! Keep going things, science. Weird science. Uh, you can keep going greater and you can keep going smaller. So if that were the case, then, you know, we've all seen that, that, that animation, right? That thing that this is, this is Mercury. This is the Earth. Right. This is the sun. This is the red planet giant. Uh, numb nuts this is the nibius mc mcblue balls the whole thing right. you've seen it where they just get bigger and bigger and bigger right have you seen this you know what i'm talking about no okay well it exists okay and it's just it's just how big you are versus how big the things are oh yes okay i've seen thing. that for sure yes. yes so the human mind will then think to themselves oh well look how big that planet is right and they just assume that there's humans our size or or, or human-like entities our size running around on a planet that big right well, it wouldn't be that way. The people on that planet or the living things on that planet that have space technology that can travel through the space that they've told us is real would be just as big as the planet. Therefore, there should be, if based on the, the sheer statement of space itself, and if you remove your own ignorance and arrogance of self from the illusion of what's been purchased and put in front of you, there would be ships that fly by so big that we would just be space dust. That would be the size of Earth compared to these things. If you want to go infinite greatness and infinite smallness. Okay, that's 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 a good thought, and I want to leave it there because we're kind of like running out of time. I know for you, wait a minute, we have a like, time limit. You I'm do like hours. you do half half a day podcasts. I oh, do yeah. not. Like I need enough time to upload this thing. What do you, um, need? you don't need that kind of time. So I I want to finish on this one because this is uh, one of my my favorite conspiracy theories, and allow me time to build this out. And I'll I, just, I'll get, I'll make myself comfortable. I'll have uh, some of my coffee that I made at home. That's what you do. Mm, hold on. I'll do. Cheers to a good conversation. Yes, sir. Hey, we're doing right. And mm. I didn't do it. I didn't set up any of the, nobody's going to get aggravated. We're not getting this video pulled down. I did. All uh, that. No, this is great. This is, this I'm is really what proud I of myself over on this, on this quieter channel. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I got to play by the rules over here. So uh, Stephen M. Greer from the Disclosure Project. Uh, now he has been one to say that kind of like the end game and we saw this with covid for people that believe in that conspiracy that covid was a tool of control to basically gain control of the world a new world order and kind of like the stuff we're talking about with the who uh being able to have like sweeping control over all nations democracies etc it's all the same thing it is right it's all the same thing so with him it's an alien invasion Right. And that would be a global threat from, you know, an extraterrestrial race. And that is what they would use to remove our civil liberties, right? Mm -hmm. To keep us safe from something that we can't even comprehend. Right. Now, Hollywood, which I consider to be evil, right? um, All they've done throughout the history of aliens 
the movies that they make about them, the way that they're portrayed is like you said, you know, they're big, we're small, uh, they will pulverize us, they will turn us to dust. Uh, they're here to conquer Earth for our for our resources. Mm-hmm. Scarcity. Scarcity, yeah. right? So it's really interesting that, I mean, if you take a look at all these things, number one, CGI and green screen, to where anyone that watches an Avengers movie, go see what an Avengers movie looks like without the special effects. Mm-hmm. It's just green screen, massive rooms of green screen. Nothing is there, oftentimes not even the actors, like the Incredible Hulk. So, and just one last thing, War of the Worlds back in the radio days to where people thought there was actually an alien invasion based on a production that they were listening to on the radio. So now that I've prefaced all this, number one, it would not be difficult to fraud an alien invasion. They could make that look real. Uh, we could say that they've done it before. And we could say that it was done with a, with a lunar landing. And then to take it one step further, we have Hollywood that we generally just don't trust, which has been portraying or setting up or programming us to be afraid of a potential alien invasion. Mm -hmm. So I see it all coming together to where something like that could be done. And I would understand why governments would want to take sweeping overall power of the nations. Do you believe that that is something that is in the works? Or this is something that is just a parallel to that is similar? Or do you think that's just a bunch of hogwash altogether? Nothing is hogwash. Everything has some sort of validity to something else. Um, for me, it's, I'm surprised they haven't dropped it yet. Right? We've all heard of Project Bluebeam. We've all heard of this. And I, I had other thoughts on Project Bluebeam, and, which made me laugh because I'm talking about us living in a simulation. Right. And the Project Bluebeam would be a simulation inside a simulation. Right. Mm-hmm. So if we're already in this simulation, we're like, say we're in a holodeck, like on the, on the Star Treks. And it, uh, if that's where we are, then it's already going to come. Like, you remember the red sky in China? Mm-hmm. I thought that was them testing blue beam. Mm. Right. So blue beam also is why the sky is blue, not because it reflects off the massive oceans of the globe. Right. So blue beam is the thing that's always been in place. They just haven't really tested or played with it or messed with it. Or maybe they have. Maybe the sky that we're seeing, maybe the stars that we're seeing are blue beam. Maybe the clouds are blue beam. You know, maybe all of this is blue beam. And then you think about things like Hollywood and how bastardized they are with absolutely everything. But then you look at all of the answers they give you. There's, there's answers in every single movie. Like talking about Roswell, you, you touched earlier on Roswell. We are allowed to know about Roswell and we are allowed to debate Roswell. And this is one of the things that I've talked about a thousand times over where humanity has arbitrarily 10 topics that we're allowed to talk about and talk about in full. And we have every single left, right, and center of the things that we can talk about inside the hundreds of variations of these 10 topics that humanity is allowed to talk about uh, or that we've been privy to talk about. But there's hundreds of topics out there that we don't even know about. So Bluebeam, wait, uh, Roswell, (laughs) same thing. Roswell (laughs) is is the alien invasion. Right. So the alien invasion has us talking about Roswell, has us talking about little green men, has us talking about what they've told us we can talk about. Um, and then you have to arbitrarily use Hollywood again, you have um, the movie with Roddy Roddy Piper, They Live. Yes. Which that there's a beautiful story behind They Live as to why it got pulled out of the theaters. And if you haven't read that story, I definitely go into it. I couldn't do it justice, so I won't even start to tell it. Okay. Um, but that's something to look into as well. They live. Then the story behind why the biggest movie in, uh, in, 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 of the 
box office year. It was either 84 or 87. I don't remember exactly. Um, I'm thinking 87. But why the biggest movie of the year got pulled out of the theaters midway through its run. Um, now, if we think that an alien ship crashed here, then we aren't going to look into the fact that we are all prisoners of, um, you know, of the Hotel California. And this is one of those things where, where we are distracted by certain things and we're not allowed to view and see other things. We don't even think about other things. And we, we are also tricked into thinking that if we talk about these other things, we're crazy. So people will control their own thoughts. Mm. This is also being shown on all social medias. Everybody's talked about Facebook jail recently, right? But the idea behind Facebook jail isn't to kick you off because if people noticed, if, if people were just on Facebook and they noticed all their friends were just one by one leaving, that would look very suspicious. Right. So what Facebook has done is they've quelled your ability to speak by putting you in Facebook jail and warning you, if you say these things again, you'll be put into further jail. Right. Right. So now everyone is self-censoring. That's a very good point. In fact, you know what? Sometimes I just actually, I engage less in commenting on people's things as a whole on top of self-censoring. Great point. And that's the thing, right? So if, if, if I'm sitting here watching you and you just disappear, I'm like, fuck, you must've been onto something. But if you just stop talking about the things that were getting you in trouble, then I, I forget that you even knew about them and I don't even look into them. Mm-hmm. So that's where we live right now. The, the, the whole narrative, you, you can watch on social media, which is a digital representation of our world, right? And that's the funny thing because what, what's happening in our world is happening on social media. So you can watch the small trends. You can watch the things happening on social media and, and, and parlay them out to our world. The alien invasion is inevitable. But it's not going to be, it's not, it's not real. It won't be real when it comes, mm-hmm. right? Because everything that you've ever seen anywhere has been allowed for you to be seen. Um, you know, not to talk about anything political, but, you know, that, that event in Texas and all of these other certain events, if it's on the news, if it's being pumped into your face, this was created for you to see it, right? They don't talk about the drills that took place inside that very school. Okay. Months. Well, Right, too much. We're going <laughs> to scale that back right there. I don't. Right, so, let's not get into that at all. No, that's fine. I'm not okay. talking about. I'm not right. talking about what took place. I'm talking about the politics behind what took place. Okay, okay. And that's that's why that's why there's so much that goes on now. There's tons of stuff that does take place, and you'll see it. People are saying, "Like, why didn't this make the news?" And the first time that you see something that doesn't make the news, you're like, "Why didn't this make the news?" That's when you realize that the news, in and of itself, the entirety of the news, is designed to create something for you to believe that this is what the world is really truly all about, because right. this is where we're getting our information from. Right. But what, and if you, and I know you're, you know, you're rushing us out here. If I were to leave it out on anything, I would say your world, ladies and gentlemen, your world is exactly what you can see, taste, touch, and smell. Right. This is your world. Turn off the television, turn off everything that could possibly influence you on any other way, except for the shaking hands with your neighbors, the walking of your dog, the touching of the trees outside of your house, the community in which you're in the desire to do something within that community. Because that's where your life is best lived, right? It's not lived on the internet, hoping for likes and appreciation, hoping for, you know, something to be afraid of, hoping, hopping from, from COVID to monkeypox to chickenpox to poxypox to epox to, to, to Tupac, you know, all of this stuff is designed to mess with your head, right? To take you out of your own true essence. So when you can literally shut off everything and you understand that the, the news, like you had said earlier, the news is just, it's, it's, it's a program that the television, the media, the, 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 the movies, the politics, all of it, they're all, it's all one big melting pot of everything that isn't us. Right. It's everything that we think that we're supposed to be, right? That's the thing. Hollywood is an illusion, which is crumbling. Politics are an illusion, which are crumbling. 
The WEF is losing its power everywhere. The WHO is losing its power everywhere. Fauci, we didn't even talk about Fauci. Well, right? actually, I wanted to talk about Fauci. Well, I don't uh, know how much time you've got left. but let's None. None. We're, we, we've you're, over. you're carrying us out really long here. <laughs> We're like, I think at an hour, hour and 10 minutes, which is longer than the vast majority of my podcast. And we can always do another one. So Yes, we can. I'm, I'm thrilled with having you here. I'm thrilled with the with the topics that we covered, and I'm I'm really hoping that uh, the viewer got some real value out of this. And to know that there is a safe space for conversation, most definitely check out the MentalMasteryAlliance.com, yeah. uh, and that's where his mind blowing podcasts are. Like we're just scratching the surface. Again, we went deeper than than we have previously. Uh, but this guy is a true free thinker and you will not be judged. So know that you have a home there. Um, and I think that's where people can learn. Uh, they can grow and become best versions of themselves. And I think maybe you got a feeling of that just hearing Adam Curious out there. And I, I want to double down on what he said is that, listen, being aware is a great thing. And even myself, I got a little too caught up in everything doing these podcasts myself, talking about mandates, conspiracies, whatever, is to take time to touch the trees, smell the roses, you know, put your feet on the ground uh, and enjoy your enjoy your life and to take control of that life and stop letting other people control it for you. So, Adam, thank you very much for joining me. Is there anything else you want to pass along in closing? Talking about touching the ground and, and, and licking the trees, you have this knack of on your social media when you're not you know on the podcast and when you're not doing that like just the aspects of who you are you'll go on drives you'll meet people the other day you were in perth you know Mm -hmm. at at some random thing you're like does anybody want to go do something Mm -hmm. like you're you're very much a man who lives by what he says and that's uh, absolutely appreciated in this realm because you'll talk the talk and you'll go all the way over here and you'll be like gotta drop back right but you also live boots on the ground you live you know, uh, grounding and sun gazing, you live in the community, you live with the top down, you know, you are out there experiencing the community and experiencing the absolute uniqueness of, you know, yourself, uh, your journey and all that sort of stuff. And that's fascinating. And, and for where you're going next is, is, you know, it's, it's pretty cool that you're able to do that. And yes, I will say for myself to ladies and gentlemen that are listening to this show right now, if you want to ask me a question, I have a phone number you can reach, especially in Canada. It's 647-338-1265. Feel free to leave a voicemail on that or send a text. Uh, We will answer. We do answer. We have segments where we answer all texts and we put your voicemail if it's not absurd uh, on the show itself. So uh, feel free to call in or text uh, and we'll get you on the show. We'll answer some of your questions, anything like that. Uh, And we do a lot lot of fun times with that shit as well. So that's what I wanted to say there. Thanks a lot, Adam. And thank you for being here. And to those watching, you take care, be well, and love simply because you can. Till next time. And subscribe. And you'll find Adam's link in the description as well and subscribe to that too.